Good evening, ladies and gentlemen and creatures in between. I am your host, Matt, and to my right, my co-host, Maddie. First and foremost, how are you doing tonight, Matthew? I'm very well. Good evening. You're doing well? I am doing well. Well, you don't look well. No, I don't. You look very sexy, actually, tonight. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, thank you. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> little Roy Orbison-esque there. <laughs> yeah. Pretty woman. Mercy. Mercy. That's right. <laughs> We're back. So what's going on, bud? Not much. We're back for episode five. We are. Your favorite band. Yes. But first. But first and foremost. Yes. We are going to do a quick little uh, rundown. We just mentioned uh, a death in the music world yesterday. It has nothing to do with the rock uh, world, but it still hit home with the music industry. Uh, Earl Simmons passed away at the age of 50 years old, a.k.a. DMX. Yes. What do you really want? Remember him? Yes. That was huge. Yeah, he was 50 years old. He was in life support for the last week and a half, pretty much, and he just faded out yesterday, finally. Did they uh, cause of death? I think it was uh, a cocaine-induced heart attack of yeah, some sort of He that. admitted in interviews that he was a big fan of the cocaina. The coca- oh, as they say, Chi-Chi got the yayo <laughs> from Scarface. That's what they say. Oh, oh yeah, I love that's that right, movie. Yeah. yeah, he had his uh, drug issues, yeah. definitely, and it finally caught up with him. Yeah. 50 years old. Yeah. Yeah. You stop messing. You mess with coke at that age it's uh it's not gonna end well no why would i mean grow up grow the fuck up i know i wonder if he like had gotten off it and he like relapsed and did like the amount he used to do when he was young and it's sad it is sad but nonetheless we lost a true legend because i like i mentioned last podcast episode i told you that was like my middle school for like a good three solid months i just listened to dmx the whole time you were into it in school yeah i wasn't i never really Got that into it, but yeah, if it's school stuff, always uh, stuff you were into. Reminisces. Yeah, it brings, brings me the back. reminiscing yeah. moments of my life. Takes you back. Yeah. But rest in peace, DMX. Yes, rest in peace, DMX. And that is all I got for the music tidbit extravaganza. Yeah, that's uh, it's a slow music week. Music yeah, week. I feel like I feel like we wanted to do a little different uh, approach this week. I feel like yeah. I want to just quick, quick tidbit on that, right? And uh, move right along because yeah, we, we got, have bigger and mucho bigger things and better things to get to in this uh, episode. Right in your wheelhouse, dude. This is, this is your. This I, is, yeah. You know how I know. excited I've been the past I few know. days about this, right? Wouldn't shut up about it. Oh my god, I'm like a little kid that wakes up, <laughs> walking down the stairs, seeing Santa Claus put the Christmas the presents in the Christmas tree. I just fucking splooge in my pants. <laughs> The anticipation of this moment. Oh my lord, it's yeah. it's insane. Right. Like, as you people know who have listened to the podcast and are, you know, the four episodes previously, mm. I'm a huge tool head and tool yeah. bag. Yeah. Um <laughs> I this is my favorite band, this is what I live for. And tonight we are gonna discuss Tool and their first album, which is actually an EP called Opiate, which uh debuted in nineteen ninety two. Ninety two, all of thirty years ago. Yeah, man. My anniversary next year. Yes, yes, actually, it will be. Yeah, it will be. I wonder if I'm if if I'm a betting man, which I'm really not. No, I wouldn't say Tool probably do anything special for it because that's just you know, yeah, they're exactly. Not, they're not big on stuff like that. That's anniversary man, shit. Yeah, so it's almost expected that most bands would. So. Yeah, but they won't. No, they won't. I, I guarantee perfect. you, almost they won't do anything. You almost about don't it. want them to. No, I really don't because no. that wouldn't be their forte. Right, right. That's and their mo. Yeah, yeah. But uh, piggybacking off that, I would like to see Tool put out a live concert like onto the dvd or some sort of like digital uh okay. platform because yeah. man you see like homemade videos on youtube and it's yeah. like some are really good yeah some are, but it doesn't it's not that you know high profile quality from a right you know camera outfit you know going in there a full-fledged professional camera outfit and doing and filming the whole event 
Have you they know? never done that? No. Wow. Never done that. And I would l- kill to see something like that come out wow, in the future. I'm surprised. Like a live production yeah. of them at a, at a concert. And That's like, over two. Yeah. yeah. Well, Maynard's funny that way, though, right? He never was, he's never going to do what you th- what you want him to do or you, no. you think he's going to do. And he's like, and that's a good point. Yeah. He's like Bill Belichick in a lot of ways. Right. Like you expect him like to do things and he doesn't do it. He don't give a fuck. That's great. You know, and yeah. that's what that's the mystery and the myth right. and just the aura of man that I love. He marches to the beat of his own drum. Yes. And his own I Dan, Danny Carey drum. Yeah. And I well, yeah. I wouldn't want it any other way. <laughs> No, that's pretty, you wouldn't want him to change. He's uh, he's an enigma. Yeah, that's his forte, yeah. and that's what he's going to stick to. I don't expect him to change. No. And, um, you know, it is what it is, and I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. it is what it is. But, so, 92. Yeah, 92, man. And uh, it only had six tracks, um, and it lasted about 27 minutes in length. Yeah, and the first track short, is yeah. uh, Sweat. Okay. Second track is Hush. Third track is Part of Me. The fourth track is Cold and Ugly, which is a live version. And uh, the fifth track is Jerk Off, which is also live. And number six, last but not least, the title track, Opiate. Okay, just off the bat, before we get into it, favorite track for you? Uh, Jerk Off. Okay. Definitely. Oh, the live. Okay. Yeah, it's and it's funny. That's uh, The two live tracks on that album yeah. was never ever uh, recorded in a studio it just was made for the the live which we were discussing earlier which yeah. is weird yeah it, it is weird but right. it, i think it's genius it is yeah and, and was, not surprising for maynard no no it's something they both as a as a, as a unit as a team decided right. that's just how we're going to approach that Did, oh have you read that or yes okay. oh, oh that's, yeah because yeah. maynard has a lot of input but the whole band itself comes together like a jury right and they decide what they're going to do okay like a and, true and democracy so, yeah, yeah it's yeah. seriously they're a definition of a great, true democracy. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, with Maynard at the helm, no question. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm like uh, geeking never, right now. Like, even though I've heard the album from start to finish probably over a thousand times. Yeah. Because it is short and it's manageable to listen to like four or five right. times in one night. Right. If you're driving, you know, a good 30, 40 minutes, you can, you know, or even, even though it's 20, you can still get a good two listens out of it if you're driving an hour. It's somewhere. the world's introduction to Tool. This was their first. Yes. This is right. when they all conjoined and right. got together and formed actually and put together a cohesive little EP together. How popular was it? Right off the bat, do you know? Do you know offhand? Yeah, it wasn't. It didn't get much uh, airplay because no one really knew of them. It yeah. wasn't until they actually got. Uh, a spot on 93's or 92's I'm sorry 92's Lollapalooza right before even Undertow came out right and so they got actually to play a live festival before Undertow even was produced and actually finished and out there for the public to hear which was like the second year of Lollapalooza second or third I believe so and I uh, doing a little research now they were a little side note but they were very friendly with Bill Hicks the comedian yes that was actually believe it or not good point that's actually one of Maynard's favorite uh, comedians and inspiration have you listened to his stuff yeah not no you know, not thoroughly no I, i'm not going to sit here sit here and tell you people that i have right but i know for, uh, on the f- track 15 of enema the uh third eye right they have a, the first intro two minutes the intro of the song yeah. is a bill hicks uh, stand-up the, thing okay it's so yeah. good it's yeah. just perfect and it just really fits that mold of that song but like I said, we're not going to talk about it right now. That's going to be another no, night, no. which might be right. a fucking two-hour podcast. Right. Because that's a long album, and it's their best album, in my opinion. Yeah. And that's when Tool really became Tool to me. Yeah. Like, that was that. That's when they found their niche. When everything... That's when they, fo- that's when they found their sound. Right. Their true sound yeah. was and, an enema. 
But tonight, right. we're focusing on opiate. Sure. The world was introduced to Tool in 92 with opiate, and man, they didn't disappoint. No, the floodgates opened. Yeah, There's no turning back. No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> no, sir. I lost well, What the fuck are you looking at me like a chooch for? Chooch alert. I have so many chooch thoughts. Chooch alert. <laughs> I have so many thoughts in my head right Ladies now. Ladies and gentlemen, the first chooch alert of the night came about five minutes into the podcast. But not the last. Okay, now when did you get into this? What did you, did you, what's the order of things that you got into for Tool? Was it Undertow first? And then yes, it? because I okay. heard Sober, like I said, okay, I like think I mentioned, else did. Yeah. and I was like, wow. Oh my god! Did you see the? Vi- did you uh, hear it or did you see the video? I saw the video on MTV, and that was it. That's when MTV was good. Yeah, like legit good. Right, right. Now they get stupid ass shows like Sixteen and Pregnant. Who gives a <laughs> flying fuck about Sixteen on? and Pregnant? I have watched MTV. Jesus, so disgusting long. Christ! MTV. Yeah. MTV. Ugh. Yeah. Woof. Buzz your girlfriend. <laughs> Woof. Okay. Do you want to go track by track? Yeah, so okay. I mentioned the tracks already in order. Um, we're going to start off with the first track, Sweat. Um, it's about maybe 30 seconds of like kind of weird, soundy, eerie sounds, and it breaks into Maynard, just like singing a good groovy beat, you know, just typical tool. A great groove through the whole album. Yeah, just, just a very, typical yeah. like that. And that this album was definitely Tool's heaviest to date. Like it was yeah. more like, like metally yes. compared to anything they've ever done. Right, the riffs. Everything. Right. From start to finish was the most metal, the most heaviest to me they've ever been. The most he screamed to, like his best Yeah, screams. like especially yeah. in Jerk Off when yeah, he goes, the at the last, last like 30 yes. seconds when he goes, shit, fuck it, shoot you in your fucking head. Like, come on now. Like he no. hasn't done that since, right. he did that in Ticks and Leeches and Lateralis, but okay. like even that was like, wow, like holy yeah. shit. Right, right. So, and even Maiden mentioned in an interview years ago when, because I was very fortunate to see them perform Ticks and Leeches live in 2012 at the Garden here in Boston, and uh, and even Maynard's mentioned before he doesn't like doing that song anymore because it hurts his voice. Right. There's, there's a part in that song where he just screams for like 22 seconds, right? And, and Ticks and Leeches, and it just kills his voice now to do that. Constantly. He's not. A, he's not a classically trained. No, no. he just he just right. he's got a just a beautiful like just earthly, eerie voice. It just right. puts you to sleep, and right. it's just naturally. Beautiful voice he right, has. Right, right. So why yeah. would you want to ruin that? Those, True. That tone yeah. he's why got. Why would you, you know? want to damage that yeah. that instrument? Don't, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's got a fine-tuned instrument, and why the hell would you want to ruin it? You don't want to shred those vocal cords. No, man. Like, totally not. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was groovy. Yeah, it was kind of groovy, right? <laughs> Brought you back to 1960 before you were born. <laughs> I know. Not long before I was born. Not long before you were born, No, yeah. no. But, um, yeah, so the first track was Sweat, and um, I really dig it. I mean, I dig every song on the album, but... Sweat was the first song we got to hear from Tool. That was the intro, yeah. That yeah, was the, and then, the, you know, transitioning to track two, uh, Hush, which there is a video for Hush that you oh, put on is. the Salival uh, box that they put out in 2000, 2001. Okay. And there is, it's only like a two minute and 52 second song, but in the video, quickly you can see uh, images of the band Band oh, members okay. in that video. Okay, and I think there's only two. There's only about two videos the band's actually in ever because most of it's just like Adam Jones doing his, uh, you know, graphic design and his uh, artwork and his and his, you know, stuff like that. Okay, yeah. So hush, you can see glimpses of the band. And it's the first time anyone saw any, yeah. any video. Any. And I want to say of... Prison Sex is the other video. I'm okay. not 100 percent sure, but that's 
pretty sure because sober was the the cartoon like claymation who did that you know adam jones oh that is adam jones okay. adam jones and his and, and a team of his friends but adam jones was in the uh whole artwork and in design before right. he really got into graphic into yeah. into music okay music was just like a secondary love ah, and hobby for him okay boy what a what yeah. a uh, what a Good thing to a secondary thing that turns into yeah. something. This he huge. actually, believe it or yeah. not, uh, Adam Jones has credit work for doing uh, art and design and graphic design on uh, the first Jurassic Park movie. Oh wow, that's the truth. Okay, yep. So he's very talented. The whole band itself is multi-talented. Multi just tasking, multi yeah, they can right. do everything. Just creative people. Yeah, just cr- actually, cr- just, they're musical geniuses. Right. Let's just be. Say, let's just tell it how it is. Let's just put that out in the open. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and then. Then you got obviously part of me, which is my I want to say my second favorite song on the album, because okay. they have a um, a live version of that on the Saliva box set. Yeah, and it's so freaking good. Yeah, um, you are a part of me. You are just a part of me. <laughs> like Maynard just shows like right. how diversatile diverse he can be with his voice, his range, in his range, yeah. and how he can just use his different tones, and, and it's just. It's amazing. Like I don't know. I can sit here all day and just like gloat about like how wonderful Maynard is. Like I can do a whole fucking twenty minutes on Maynard, but man I mean, crush on Maynard. Yeah, I do have a man crush. Yeah, he's absolutely. My ultimate, he's it's my ultimate a, man crush. Yeah, for that's sure. Not a bad thing. Man crush. Man crush. Maynard on man crush Mondays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, the fourth track is cold and ugly. Wait, did we? What was three? We did. Oh, it was part of me. Okay, I'm sorry. And then uh, cold and ugly, which is live. Um, I want to say it was at, it was at some small venue in LA. I don't exactly know the name of the venue it was at. They, they recorded it live from, right. but it was a, it was, a, you know, minimal people there in attendance. Yeah. And it's funny cause no one really knew who Tool was, you know, back in those days, they were just starting out and getting them, putting a name for themselves. I'm surprised. So they even had a fall. They had some kind of a following, even without any kind of. Um, yeah, minor following, of course. Right, like just, just like the, the typical LA scene that you know. When did they form? They formed in 1991. Okay. Yeah. Out so in um. Well, so I'm sorry. Late 90. I'm sorry. Late 1990. Yeah. Okay. Out in LA. Okay. Oh, they're yeah. in LA. All right. Yeah. Yep. And uh, obviously Maynard James Keenan's on the vocals, Danny Carey on the drums, right? Adam uh, Jones on the airy guitar. Mm. And uh, actually, the original bass player is Paul D'Amour, was the original bass player, and then he was replaced in 95 by uh, the now current bass player, Brian Chancellor. And that's been the lineup for... And that's been the current lineup to, since 95. 25 plus years, yeah. But um, going back to Paul D'Amour, uh, he was the original bass player. He was excellent. He, yeah. he was great, and this had a little falling out, and he was replaced by Brian Chancellor. I mean, look, that's their business. Yeah. We just had to talk about it, and, you know, a little... In terms of like band lineup changes, that's as consistent as you Brilliant. get. Brilliant, yeah. If you think about it, it's it's like exactly consistent right. as you can right. get, right? And you that talk- makes it all the more like that's been the unit for yeah. all this time. Isn't that intriguing? That is because like, you think about it, like you know, there's not many bands that have had the same members. Like obviously Rush, right? Unbelievable, same members, right? From start to finish. Granted that you no know, Neil Parrot has passed away in the last couple of years, Some but things you can't control. No. But um, honestly, shit, I mean, you think about it, it's like, what, Paul Moore was there for Opiate and Undertow, and then he was replaced in 95 by Chancellor, who has done the rest of the albums, the last three. And, yeah, and Paul hasn't been heard from since. Paul, I... Which is strange, right? It is strange. Yeah. I'm sure he's dabbled in some other music, yeah. uh, you know, endeavors, but right. I don't think he's... 
you know, done anything extremely, no. uh, you know, intrusive or who he's been. In the fucking... That would be an interesting. Uh, maybe yeah. we should try to get him on the uh, podcast. That would be an interview. That's a really uh, good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll, I'll work on that. We should. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll send out some uh, feelers to. Uh, yeah. To we have to work music. on. We have to do better. We have to be more diligent and. And be better at getting our some future guests. But like we said, people, we're just starting off. Yeah, this is our fifth episode. Right. Like this, is, we're still like Bambi on ice here. We're, we're still trying to find our steps and, and our traction. <laughs> Wait, we're B- <laughs> we're Bambi on ice <laughs> yeah, because that's perfect. Yeah, because we're trying here to like find our ground, our right, feet. Right. Right. You know? Right. We have so, our enthusiasm, uh, <laughs> but I think yeah. we're still trying to. Yeah. We have the enthusiasm. We right. have the passion. Right. We have the passion. Definitely. We have the somewhat of the knowledge. Yeah. Like let's just let's put a little minor disclaimer here. We're not sitting here trying to portray that we know everything. Well, I am, but but you are because you're an <laughs> egotistical fuck. Another fuck. Oh, chooch alert. Another yeah. chooch alert. Egotistical chooch. Maddie Moral over here. <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, in all sincerity, we're not trying to hit. We're not trying to sit here and claim that we're all these musical geniuses that know everything about music and, no. and our passions. But we're just doing this because we love it. Absolutely. But going back to the back. track list of yes. opiate. Right. Now we're on to what? Uh, Jerk Off Live? The second live track. The second track. live track on the right. album, which right. is, again, my favorite song on the album. And uh, the beginning where Maynard goes, uh, <laughs> you know, talks about like, move that guy out of there. Like, you would remove any, like, systematic room, like, like termite or roach. But it's like, when you hear that pot, it's like, he sounds, I mean, he was young. But he sounds so young. So young. Like, he sounds like a fucking nerd. It's amazing. It doesn't, you wouldn't even think it was him. I yeah, it sounds like a yeah, like a teenager or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's probably like twenty two. Yeah. Oh, was he that young? Yeah, of okay. course. Oh wow. wow. Matt, think of think about it. Ninety two, right? It's two thousand twenty two almost. Two thousand twenty one now. He's got to be fifty seven, fifty eight years old. Okay. All right. So maybe so, he was, yeah, yeah. He's twenty two, twenty three. Okay. Twenty four. Yeah, yeah. In that maybe range. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not good at math at this I time know, of obviously. night. It's very late. It's okay. That's okay. You need some more nicotine <laughs> shots over there. Oh, you... I certainly will have one. Jesus Christ. Before the night is through. But, I mean, I think... Do you, that now, I... do you think uh, Maynard was uh, annoyed by, uh, by yeah, the... Yeah, uh, Maynard... But that... <laughs> yeah. I mean, because I've seen Sewell numerous times. Yeah, now. sure. And Maynard's not one to really interact with the crowd. But... Not a lot of stage. Not a lot of... No, not a lot of crowd work? No, no. no. He... Now, when he... When they first... Jesus Christ, guys. If You're you not supposed to acknowledge. You can see what he's doing. <laughs> but yeah, I get a little distracted here from his choochness. You should but, be used uh, to it by now. Yeah, we love him, though. But honestly, though, that's a good... A good um, yeah, I'm just curious, because he did sound a little aggravated. Yeah, he was. Yeah, okay. The good point is, is that initially when they first started out and touring and performing live shows, Maynard was in the front and center. Right. Now, since 2001, when they did the Ladder House tour, he's been in the back next to Danny Carey. Oh. To his, his, his Danny's right. The whole show? The whole show. Oh. He doesn't come up front at all. That's kind of like, a little side note, do you know Sabbath? Yes. Ozzy would always be, it would be always, I'm sorry, I'm just moving my mic. It would always be uh, Tony Iommi in front, and Ozzy would be, Ozzy never wanted to be right in but stage. Now, yeah, there. but then Ozzy, sorry. yeah. No, it's okay. That's it's interesting, though. That's a good piggyback. Yeah. I like that. That's always an interesting... When the lead singer is not right up in front, I think that's a, yeah. And that's a what intrigued. I think that's what all gravitated me to really want to see 
Tool live, obviously, right. just because their music is genius, and they figured, you know, I've heard such good things before. I got to see them, you know, when I was young, yeah. so I always, oh, you got to see Tool when you get older because they're so good live. They sound just like the album. If you close your eyes, and you can just picture. Oh my god, that sounds exactly like you would if you put headphones on and you listen to the album. It's it's so spot on, which is always a plus. Oh my god, You're never disappointed. That's, that's yeah. the epitome of orgasms for me. Yeah, and anybody that just loves going to live right. music, right? But um, but um. Yeah, I mean, when Maynard, like I said, Maynard was front and center for the yeah. initial part of their first touring and first couple albums, and then he led, he changed to go, he decided to change to go to Zanny's right in the back, so okay. he was kind of just hit in the back. But um, pay no Ma- attention to that man behind yeah, the uh, curtain. Yeah, you know, so to speak. Yeah, but I feel like Maynard adapted uh, a more like as just listening to those two live tracks on Opiate. You could tell he was more interacting with the crowd, picking on him, telling him to get the fuck out of there, get that Bob Miley looking wannabe <laughs> motherfucker out of here, you know? Like, that is awesome. That's funny. That's great. That's just like, it's just genius. How would, if you were in the crowd, how would you not want to be like picked out from, how great would that be? Like, whoever that guy was, it's, it like, can, it's immortalized on that. Now. Yeah, he's yeah. literally driving around listening. He's probably, oh my God, you're the guy that would yeah. look like. Bob Molly wanna be looking motherfucker. You know he tries to convince his friends that he was that guy. I'm like, no, you weren't. Yeah. You know? And maybe and I'm sure he's the one who, you know, who says that and it's like no one believes him. He had like white boy dreads. Yeah. yeah. That's probably what it is. Trust Trustafarian. What do they call it? Yeah, Rastafarian. No, but if like they trust funds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, Sorry. Maddie. It's okay. You're a little loosey goosey tonight. <laughs> I'm a little drunk. Yeah, I know you're not. No, no. Jesus, but um, but then, no, it's it's a great like I like that they put the live tracks on there. I, I think that was a great choice. Of course, it was smart Just, choice. Yeah, I think it was really good. Yeah, I mean, instead of and you wouldn't want to do a whole live EP. It's no. good that they mix. I mean, I would love to hear. Trust well, yeah. me, I would love to hear a whole live but, EP for but, a first EP. You want to hear the recorders? Oh, no, do, yeah. yeah, of course. I think get a feel for what they actually do sound like. Now, this is I haven't. I hadn't really heard this before, and we I wanted to listen to it before we did this podcast. I made sure you had to listen to this shit. And I was questioning why they would put two live tracks, but when I heard it, I got it. I got it right away. It makes away. sense I now. understood it because it just sounds so unbelievable. It's, they, sound like a, they sound like studio tracks. They're so well recorded. But you get the, you get the uh, stage banter of Maynard. Totally. Yeah, sorry. No, no, I, I agree with you, and I feel like that's a good point. I'm glad that you... I've acknowledged that and have realized that because I don't know if we've mentioned it, but I'm not a huge. Clap, clap. I'm not a huge. I'm not a huge. Oh, I haven't been a huge Tool fan. Clap it, clap. <laughs> You're bringing me into the Tool realm, and I'm glad yes. that I can inspire you right. to be a better person, right? And listen to Tool. I've always been on the periphery with Tool. I think now I'm I'm starting to immerse myself into it, and I'm appreciating the uh, the genius of of Tool. And I'm. Very excited, and I congratulate you. And I thank you for that. And you're mighty welcome, <laughs> my friend, and my co-host. Yes. But last but not least, the title track. Yes. Opiate. Yes. Uh, what can you say? The 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 obviously the main track on the album. Everyone knows about it. Everyone if, who has knows anything about Tool knows that's the main track on the album, and it's not my not my favorite, but still it's. Idolizes the album, obviously the name after it, and you know, just the that. I, my opinion, that is Maynard's best lyrical performance on the album. Like his lyrics on that for that song are unbelievable. Like, you know, it's just like he's so smart and witty, and he right. just p- portrays it on that particular song. Right. 
long track? I forget. Now. Yeah, it's about five minutes and like oh, twenty okay. something seconds, and then then it has like dead air for like a minute and like thirty. And then oh, it has like the, the last like the- minute or so with it made to talk about his friend on acid and shit like <laughs> yeah. that, and it's just like being stupid, goofy. Do you know the background of that at all? I really don't. No, I don't know. Was. I mean, I think Mater might have said that in an interview because I know right. he goes in the Joe Rogan live experience a yeah, lot on his yeah. podcast on yeah. Sirius, right? And they always talk, and they're best friends. Yeah, that's and on Mater, Spotify. Mater always talks. You know, to Rogan, you know, I guess this is homie. Yeah. But, um, well, and Rogan goes deep, so he's going to pull some stuff out. Cause he, I don't know, does Maynard give a lot in interviews? Does he give up a lot of, uh, more initially? No, he no. was very quiet into himself. Now he's gotten older. He's more opened. Right. He's opened more. He's, he's more of an open book. Okay. I think, I think him being in two other bands has really made him more open and being more open minded. Like he's obviously a perfect circle, then he's in his own group, Pussifer. Oh, that's right. And then he has this, obviously wine ordeal on Jerome, Arizona, the Merkin in uh, vineyards. Yeah, over there. Um, but he's, a, he's but, a wine guy now. Yeah, he's a he's a wine he's a wino. He's man. a Renaissance man. He's a true he, Renaissance. He, man. He really is. Yeah, in every sense of the word. And then you remember that we watched that. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember last week he put out that Easter video for Easter about the ducks. Oh yeah, yeah that's, that's actually. Hilarious. Oh yeah, so people. Yeah. Real quick, that right. I'm thinking about. And I brought it up. Uh, if you get a chance. You can go on. There's a number of uh, like metal platforms and music websites like Metal Injection or uh, websites like that that have the video. Blabbermouth. Yeah, blabbermouth.net. Yeah. You can go on the uh, YouTube and just type in Maynard's Easter Easter story, and it comes. It's like a seven and a half minute video, and it's fucking hilarious, and it's quite intriguing. And, and Maynard explains the the meaning behind the Easter egg hunt. It's relaxing too. It really is. His it's voice very, is yeah. is so calming right. and soothing. It is. It almost makes you want to meditate, huh, Maddie? It does. You know, which I may do. You, which you may do, just <laughs> for the remainder of the podcast. Yeah, well, I'm sitting here just talking away like I normally do. I'm always in a meditative state. Yeah, that's what I like about you. I'm chill, Nothing baby. really gets you riled up. No, it shouldn't. Nothing should get you riled up in this world. No. What's the point? Yeah. No. I do get riled up, but yeah. But I don't think I've ever seen that that side no, of you. No, no. I think you've been maybe in the past. Right. Now it's just like, yeah. Chill Zen, dude. Well, you reach a certain age, you know. Yeah. It's like, eh, what are you going to do? What's the point? You don't want to you, you you don't want to be 55 years old and be like that toast head fucking head Crowley. You know, <laughs> you worked fucking, it in. I had to. I'd be like that, get you know, he is a, he's the biggest toast head I know. Just wine bag drunk fuck. Just complain about everything. Yeah, he was a whiner. Why do you want to be that guy? Yeah, so that's that's Christ. a good outlook you have and a right. good Motivation not to be a toaster head. Does <laughs> please people try to avoid being a toaster head if you can. Yes. Yeah. That is my piece of that's our piece of advice for this podcast right, in that's particular. Our, our public service announcement. Just for, for this particular podcast. Right. We'll have another one in the next episode. Yeah. Well yeah. But tonight is do not become a toaster head like Crowley. <laughs> that's all I gotta say. Yeah. But so, moving on. Sure. To uh opiate the final track and right. opiate obviously the E P. Um, that was definitely my like I said, my opinion, Maynard's uh best lyrical performance. Like his lyrics are second to none in that song and you know, Jesus Christ, why don't you come save my life now? Open my eyes and blind me with your light now. Wow. Like that is just like like wow is right. Heavy. It's heavy. Heavy. And it's like almost mock it's mocking yes. to a point. Right. Mocking the whole Jesus Christ religious like outlook. Yeah. To but, me, to, but also maybe meaning it too. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's, it's, yeah. Wow, right? Yeah. That's, you know? Yeah. So to that extent, it's just like, it, it It really makes you think like, and that's what, and that's what a lot of Tool lyrics do for me personally. I think maybe a lot of people can speak to that as well, that it makes you just sit, sit you know, sit there and think and go, 
wow, there's a lot of, it's just so deep. Right. You know, it's just very, very deep. And, and there's a lot of meaning behind everything he says and does. And there's a lot of like hidden agendas too. Yeah. You know? And this is early Maynard. This is him just starting to like unleash this stuff. Unleash his fucking th- right. ferocity right. on, on and the world. all, you know, the workings of his brain yeah. and everything. It's quite intriguing, man. Right, right. If I could just pick his brain for an hour, yeah. I'd be the happiest human being on yeah. this planet. We could try to get him on. It'd be a tough, tall task, oh, but boy, I would imagine. love to. If I could, oh my god, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't keep it together. You might not be able. I'd have to, a, uh, I'd have a raging boner <laughs> in my shorts. There'd be a lot of movement down there. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah, there'd yeah. be some. Yeah, it'd be insane. Yeah, I don't know how it is. I would. I don't know how. I'd have to go to the bathroom every five minutes. Yeah, you'd freak out, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I would. Just, just be honest now. Let's just be real. Right. You'd be doing the pod, You'd be doing the majority of that podcast that day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I couldn't, I'd be like, you have too much vested in interest in yeah in, my yeah. god yeah yeah you'd be fanboy scary um do we know the now opiate why opiate do we know why he called it what? i think opiate i think it, it, again maynard has so many uh wits and his wit yeah it's just wit to him and his his brain just doesn't think like us you know i'm using air quotes normal human beings like right. his brain is so far out there to the point where he is beyond the capacity I could ever think about, and right. know, I'm I'm creative. I feel like yeah, but he t- takes creativity to a whole new, you know, right. s- planet. Has he I don't got, think yeah. sorry, I don't think no, no. opiate. To me, I think opiate was like I mean, we all know opiates are right. You right. know what they do to you, right. how bad they can control you and kill you and affect your life in right. so many negative possible ways. I think that was the whole point. Like you think about it, like opiate, the song itself is a mocking. The whole Jesus Christ right. experience, like, like, basically, and they, and like, you know, and even jerk off when he goes, "I should play God yeah. and shoot you myself." Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. I think I think a lot of it, like sweat, you have the sweats and you're 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 trembling and you right. shake when you have you're on heroin. Like I feel like it's all intertwined okay. to opiate, and that's the last. That's why they put opiate as the last track. Right. That's just my philosophy right. on it. You know, I'm sure Maynard has a different meaning. I mean. Yeah. That's just what I take on it. Right. That's all I'm going to say. It's always funny, too, when artists look back at stuff they written when they were young, and they might look at it in a certain way now, if he has a certain, like... A different light? Yeah, because you're a different person then. Him, oh, my God, him yeah. Him in his mid-50s. Yeah. His, yeah. I mean, I feel like... That's another thing I would love to... Just, that's one of the main things I would love to talk to Maynard about, was, like, being how... What was your mind process and your thinking in your 20s compared to what it is now? Because yeah. obviously you went from just being a, a man that was in an original band called the Texans yeah. and got you know got introduced to um, you know Adam Jones through Tom Morello. Let's talk about that for a minute. Now the Texans did they did they have any recorded? Uh... They, yeah, you can only get their stuff on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, if you want, if you're really interested, if you're, it's really it's wicked funny. There's it a couple of live performances looking at someone's basement or garage. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. right? Like and a, it's just, a public access. Yeah. yeah it looks yeah. like almost like they got like they that's kinda how they got Wayne's World idea from. <laughs> yes, yes, right, yes, right, right. You right, know? Right. Yeah. And I feel like that's how like they got that concept <laughs> yeah, from. Yeah. Um, that's just but, my point. That's just my opinion. But they never recorded anything. They never Not that I know of. Okay. Not that I'm aware of. I don't think so. I think you can just check that shit out on YouTube. Okay. Now, I feel like what we should now branching off of that we sure. should talk about how a lot of people are misconstrued is tool metal is too oh, yeah. death metal is yeah. too hard rock no maynard is strictly says we're not metal 
We're prog rock, prog alt. We're Does alt he say rock. that? He says They've said that. Even Danny Carey and Adam Jones have been uh, very open and vocal about that, saying we're not metal by any means. Has uh, Maynard ever cited any like influences, like specific uh, music influences in his... Uh, That's a good like, point. Yeah. I don't think I've ever read an interview in the past 10 years where he's mentioned any, uh, you know... Specific. Ins- we all know that, obviously, Bill Hicks, the comedian, was a, quite a, a, instrumental to him. You yeah, know, for no, it being an influence. Yeah, for some reason, Bill Hicks is influential on Maynard's lyrical process too. I think that's the first time I heard a tool was like in relation to Bill Hicks because I liked Bill Hicks when he was he was yeah he was edgy definitely uh, an edgier like he, like, uh, nonconformist comic. You know, like in hilarious too. Yeah, you, have you checked out Bill? Hicks yeah, and especially stuff? Yeah. like you know in that you know, opening part to uh, yeah. Third Eye when he's yeah. like you know. Like drugs have you know people when he says like drugs have done some good things in this world right you know and people are like oh my god like what does he mean drugs have killed a lot of people and ruined this world and right. he's like take all your he's like take all your records and your CDs from all your favorite artists and throw them away because they were all real fucking high on drugs like <laughs> yes and that's a good point though because some of the best music was made by these artists when they were fucking high right have you heard the uh, Keith Richards where the Keith Richards did like a anti drug PSA back in the day. And, and Bill's like, we can't do any of the drugs, Keith. You've done them all. We just have to wait till you die, and then we can snort your ashes yeah. or smoke your ashes. Yeah. It's a you can take his ashes and roll them into a I'm not going to try to do a Bill Hicks. Uh, <laughs> no, you can literally take Keith Richards' yeah. ashes and roll them into a blunt and smoke it. Yeah. yeah. You'd probably be fucked up. Yeah. Bill Hicks was edgy, very anti-religious. Oh, yeah. Uh, or like uh, organized religion. Yeah. Yeah, that's you can see why, we, why he would fall in with Maynard. Yeah. With, yeah. So to to that point, I'd say they've been categorized as alt metal, art rock, post metal, prog metal slash rock. Wow, they actually, me, they yeah. made up some like I made up some stuff I've never post. Yeah, prog rock is their most one that you know signifies what they really are. Which is about. like odd time signatures and that's what that's the prog part of it. Yeah, and yeah, nothing longer is, longer songs. It's unorthodox, right? How tool. Uh, right. Writes their music lyrically and musically, right? For sure, right? Um, so let's just get a little. We're gonna now. I want to talk about just go a little quick history on Tool and yeah. how they formed and how they got you, together. You I might know educate you're in, me a little bit. I know here, you're yeah. intrigued on that. I and am. Some of the people that are listening, I always like someone's background. Yeah, yeah. And some of the people that are listening and will listen don't yeah. know. And I just want to give you a little uh, info on that. So today. Tool has released five studio albums, one EP, obviously, which is Opiate, and one box set, which is called Salival. During the 1980s, each of the future members of Tool moved to L.A. Both Adam Jones and Paul Diamore, the original bass player, were originally, were really, actually originally wanted to enter the film industry, which I mentioned about Adam Jones earlier. Early on, Maynard James Keenan found work for modeling pet stores, believe it or not, <laughs> after having studied visual arts in Michigan. And by the way, Maynard spent time at... Uh, in prison? No, oh, no. I'm sorry. No, West Point. Oh, that's right. He did Army. Yeah. He was in the Army, West Point. Uh, he has a black belt in jiu-jitsu now. So Maynard, like you said, he's a renaissance he man. He is. He is. A true For man. sure. And um, it's funny. Maynard James Keenan and Danny Carey performed together in Green Jelly. Remember them? Yeah, I was going to ask you about Green Jelly. Yeah, they yeah. performed together in Green Jelly. What was that little... What was the uh, the three little pigs? Three little pigs. Yeah, that's the name of the it song, was, right? Little pig, little pig, let me in. Is that him singing? Remember that? Yes. Yeah, that, that's Maynard. 
I don't think I ever knew that. I certainly I remember that coming. Just Maynard, Maynard doing that on the hook. Okay. That's Maynard oh. doing that part. Who's singing? Oh, they had like they had a singer. Yeah, they yeah, had okay. a singer and um, whatnot. Yeah. But I mean, Green Jelly didn't last long. Oh Jesus Christ! That went to the roof. Yeah, that was bad. He's a chooch. Oh, chooch alert! Another chooch. Another chooch moment by Maddie. More nicotine spray. <laughs> Fucking chooch. Keeps my brain going. Yeah, I know. That's what you say until you're dead on the floor. <laughs> until I'm dead on the floor. <laughs> nah, just kidding, guys. Then it'll be a solo podcast. Yeah, I'll do. Hey, whatever I, I gotta do to keep this baby rolling, I baby know. boy. Keep this ball rolling. But um. Yeah, so I mentioned they played together in uh, Green uh, Green Jelly. And also, Danny Carey played with Carol King and a band called Pygmy Love Circus. You ever heard of them? I think I have. I don't know anything about them, to be honest with you. No, and did you, <laughs> and you, you might have to enlighten me on that a little bit. Pygmy? No, I think I'm thinking of something else. So he played with Carol King? He just Did he play with her live? <laughs> wow. He was going really quick to... Ah! Another chooch alert. Maddie <laughs> made another chooch. You knew Wee- I was going to ask you that. Live or on record? <laughs> I want to say probably just live. Right. But that's interesting, right? Yeah. I, I wouldn't say it was a long stint. No. That's just my uh, no. recollection. And he was probably a little like uh, he wasn't able to really express himself. No. <laughs> he no. He had a solo during no. Carol King song. And it's funny, uh, uh, Keenan and Jones met. Uh, through a mutual a f- mutual amigo in 1989. After, <laughs> you like amigo. that? A little, little nod yeah, in like Spanish. That. Yeah. After Maynard played a tape recording for uh, Adam <laughs> Jones of his previous project, The Texans, which I mentioned, Adam was uh, so impressed by Maynard's voice that he eventually talked to his friend into forming their own band, which they wow. did. So they started jamming together and were on a lookout for a drummer and bass player. So it happens that Danny Carey lived above uh, Maynard in L.A. and was introduced to Jones by Tom Morello. Wow. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Wow. Which is uh, an old, which Tom Morello is an old high school buddy of Adam Jones and former member of Electric Sheep. You remember okay. them? I don't remember them. This was like 1989, wow. 88. So this is really. Yeah, Tom Morello did a lot of stuff before Rage Against the Machine. There's a group called Lockup he did. And he's a real like. He's he's a shredder. He's a hell of a guitar player. He never shreds on and on a most... uh, graduate of Harvard. Yes, yeah, smart, dude. smart dude, yeah. smart cookie. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Honestly, I don't know what that was people, but just roll with it and love it and live it and love it. Learn it. <laughs> a new sound effect. Yeah, a new sound effect to the podcast. Like that, uh, Anthony Hopkins in uh, yeah. Silence of the Lambs, yeah. and I ate his liver with a side of fava beans and a fine Chianti. Chianti. Yeah. So that's what I did. That was like my, my homage, paying my homage to Mr. Anthony Hopkins. So there's a Tom Morello connection. Yes. Interesting. And um, so he was in a member of Electric Sheep. Like, again, I'm sorry, people. I don't know anything about Electric Sheep. Next yeah. time, I may have to mention a little Terrible shout name. to him. And, yeah, it is a horrible <laughs> fucking Sheep. name. Maybe sorry, was, Tom. Yeah. He might have been a goof. Now, this is really cool. I want you to yeah. pay attention, Maddie. This okay, is very well, important. I'll, I'll try and to pay attention. I don't want you to interrupt me at all. During no, this no, no. Next, uh, I'll shut my mic Little off. verse. Okay. I'll just leave the room. <laughs> Yeah, just leave the room. I don't need to hear from the other room. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is quite interesting. Early on, the band fabricated the story that they formed because of the Sado philosophy of lacrimology. Although lacrimology was cited as an inspiration for the original name of the band, Maynard James Keenan later explained their intentions were different. 
he has quoted saying, now this is quote, actual quote from Maynard saying, Tool is exactly what it sounds like. It's a big dick. It's a wrench. We are your tool. Use us as a catalyst in your process of finding out whatever it's you need to find out whatever it's you're trying to achieve. Wow. Quoted by Manager. That is a beautiful quote. That is cool. Was that back? When that was, was that? back in 1990. Okay. Before they actually formed, like before they actually had the band name Tool. Right. So that's how they got their band name Tool. Wow. Isn't that quite interesting? So kind of sexual, kind of... Uh, sexual. Right. It's it's steamy. Philosophical, it's though. Very like, so, yeah, it's yeah, amazing. It's a, yeah. Which kind of sums up Maynard. Yeah. Maynard's all those things, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna say yeah before you start laughing. laughing. You, oh, you cracked me up, buddy. <laughs> so, what was I gonna say? I forget what I was gonna oh, say. Oh, here we go. <laughs> this guy. So the Tom Morello connection. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That- yeah, Tom Morello is because even when they uh, were working on the latest album, Fear Inoculum, uh, there's a quote from um, Tom Morello himself saying that he was very lucky to hear some of the new stuff while being recorded and being produced and mixed and engineered and all that, saying it's, you know, because he was like, he was one of the lucky ones to hear the stuff before it was even finished right. and completed. And he said something like, oh, you know, I got to go in the studio the other day with my boys from Tool and I got to hear some of the new music they're working on and it's so Tool, just edgy, sexy, you know, Mythologi- you know, mythological yeah. and just like all right. out there. He Mysterious. was serious. Yeah, yeah, he was just very adamant about how like it's just you know so badass. Pretty much yeah. what he said. Yeah, you know. And I was like, oh my god! So being a Tool fan, waiting 13 years for this album to come out, I was like, I cannot wait. It was like getting me more. You know, that's a great like advertisement. Hyped. Yeah, like a great hype. Yeah. Oh my god, the hype! Like the great like, white hype for sure. <laughs> the great white hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, the great white hope. Oh man! Now, what's your uh, now? We've discussed this a little bit in the beginning of the podcast, but yeah. what is your? Well, let's just let's just be, let's just say it. Okay, you're really not big on Tool. Like you're not like a. I can't say that I am, but I am. I feel myself being pulled into the world, and I'm gonna go album by album. With yes, this you have because, to. Well, I mean, I'm sure we'll cover at some point in the podcast. We'll we'll cover more. Yeah, things. I mean, well, this well, is just the beginning. We could probably do every album eventually. Now, we that's will. A, oh, that's what I wanted to say. Amazing. We will. So, a group, a thirty. A, yeah, well, that just sums up Tool right there. To only five albums. Five albums. Yeah. So, averaging what, like six a year? I mean, one every six years. Yeah. yeah. Which. Uh, <laughs> hey, trust I don't know me, if that's good. Or bad. I wish it was six a year because I I'd know. Be, I but know. then again, no, that's it, the beauty. Of it, it wouldn't though. be good. No. It yeah. Exactly. I wouldn't. There's a part of me that. No pun intended. There's a part of me right. that wished it was six a year, but then right. again, it doesn't because Tool. No. That's the that's the aura of Tool. That's what makes Tool so good. That's what gravitates you towards Tool. Right. Is the is the is the myth and in the in the, the mystery of what they're gonna do next. Right. Is it, is it now? Fair Knockham's been out for almost two years now. Yeah. It'll be two years this August. We we have to wait another six years for a new album, or will it be another three years so a new album? Because who knows? We won't know. Any news? Any rumors of what's going on musically? There is some. Okay. Uh, quoted by Danny Carey, I want to say mid summer of 2020, he said that you know because the pandemic was in full swing and there was mm. still a lot locked down throughout the world, yeah. and it's not wasn't as open as it is now. Grant, there's still a lot of you know procedures and protocols to keep people safe and keep restaurants and you know six feet distance, all that yada yada yada. Yeah. But Danny has said that they, you know, since they have all the spare time, why not work on some more tool yeah. music? 
I don't think, know if they have, but I know he's mentioned it, so that's a good sign. You would think at some point there's going to be a lot of music coming out from bands that have been. Holding and there has out. been. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of music that came out last year, and yeah, you know, with my favorite, one of my other favorite bands, like my God, new album came out. Uh, Marilyn Manson came out with a new album last year, so and there's a lot of like we mentioned a couple of bands last, oh, last week that came out. There's a lot of bands and, and groups and artists that are putting a lot of music because they have all their spare time because they're not touring. Yeah, when they're not touring, that's extra time to to free up space to make creative new music. And that creative process is always uh, that doesn't stop just because you stop touring. Yeah, yeah and that's why it might give them more. Yeah, it might give them more and time. Even yeah. Pussifer put a new album out late last year, so oh, that's right. Yeah, so that was another. Re- that's more. I mean, then again, I don't think Maynard actually even sleeps. No, you know, considering he's, he's had guys. COVID twice. Yeah, I just saw uh, there was a just looking at music news uh, something about yeah I that I guess someone asked him how he was feeling and he said he feels good. Yeah, and it really took a toll yeah. on his lung. Like it, it affected twice? His, it affected his lungs. I know. I didn't know you could. Uh, yeah. Yes, he did. Oh, he did have some health. Yeah, he has. He still has some lasting wow. health effects from that. He, he's still not the same. He, he'll tell you his. It, it really affected his lungs. Yeah, and it's still he's not the same. He's not. He's not. He's not in dire straits. He can still sing and perform, but he's not. 100% like he used to be. That's interesting. You know, so I'm in, I'm hmm. obviously a little bit worried. I'm not like totally worried no. to the point where I'm like, oh my God, there's never going to be a Maynard or Tool again. I mean, eventually they'll have to hang it up and call it quits, but yeah. I don't think this will affect Maynard's capability and ability to sing still. I mean, obviously it hasn't because he was able to put a new album with Perfect. I mean, sorry, Pussifer. Pussifer, yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, if anyone can come back from it, it's Maynard. Yeah. Yeah. He's. <laughs> He's a character, man. Yeah. He's got a. He's a strong personality. He's yeah. a strong-willed person. So yeah. I feel like, yeah, man is one of those true. Like I said, he's a Renaissance man, but he's one of those legit, true to himself people that can do anything he puts his mind to. I yeah. know it's cliche. You no, know, have dreams, have goals. Anything you can put in your mind to, you can do. Anything's yeah. possible. For Maynard, that is one hundred million percent true. Right. That fucking guy is. Amazing. Yeah, he's a study in that. He's he, a easy epitome of that. He is. Yeah. He he boggles my mind the things he can do. Yeah. You know, and yeah. he's very. And it's kind of very similar to how uh, well-rounded Dave Grohl is. Yeah. You know, he can do a lot of things. He's multi. He can. He's very multi-talented as well. Right. Right. And they. And the great thing is they've translated this into like commercial success because you know. You get a lot of guys who are intelligent and mysterious, but to actually like sell, not that that's like the standard, but to be a household name, yeah. to be a, a million, you know, millions of, co- how many, um, now, any idea how many records uh, they've sold? Oh, geez, man. I you mean, were... like Undertow went platinum, certainly. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously Enema, Enema and Lateral definitely went platinum. I think yeah. 10,000 Days went platinum. I, I'm sure the, all these albums now went platinum. Fair knock them, not yet. Yeah, but Fear of Knockham did when obviously after being so long in, in a hiatus, not putting out new music. I want to hide. Fear of Knockham came out in '19. It came out around a little after I guess that bitch Taylor Swift put a new album out and it knocked her out of the top oh, one, nice. the top spot, on oh, the top it? one on the Billboard. Oh, I love when that happened. Yeah, so I guess Tool had like 2,700 units 
of like you know I don't know how that really boils down. I don't know how that math works in that. Right. But it was so high that it took it just destroyed Taylor Swift and put her out of the top. Along the lines of Nirvana knocking Michael Jackson. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's Very similar. A, yeah, in that aspect. Right, in that not, vein. You know, it's, it's apples and oranges to a point. Well, yeah, it's not actually you know, apples and apples, but it's <laughs> technically, you know, I mean, Taylor Swift is no Michael Jackson, but no, I mean, but or it's Nirvana. That same, that same scenario. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a good it's a it's a decent enough analogy, I guess. Right. When something's so different. From the other thing, takes it out. Yeah. Yeah, knocks it off. I just know that Tool has done very well for themselves with the, with the limited catalog. Yeah, Let's just definitely. put it that way. Definitely. Don't you think? Uh, just in loyal fans, like, who, yeah. Yeah, Exhibit A. Exhibit A right <laughs> to your left, huh, boy? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, every time I've been to a Tool show, it's always been sold out. Right. Every show I've been to has always been sold out. Well, that's the other thing, too. I don't think... Uh, well, Maynard's always... He has a side project, so he's never quiet. No. Tool might be quiet, but Maynard's not quiet. Maynard's never dormant. No. Tool's dormant. Dormant's a good word. Right. Tool's quite dormant most right. of the time. Right. But Maynard as a whole, as a person, definitely not dormant. Now, what is like... Uh, does da- What other bands does Danny Carey play? Does he, is he in... Yeah, he, um, he does a side project. He just plays drums, obviously, for... And it's another LA area uh, based group. I forget the name of it. It's not. They're not big. No. I think they're kind of like more like jazz okay. than anything. I believe like a fu- jazz fusion. Yeah, Danny Carey can play any genre of music. Yeah, he really. Is, that's just how good he is. He is. We haven't yeah. talked. To, we haven't talked to any really about Johnny Gary, Danny Carey. Yet. No. And the brilliance of that motherfucker. Yeah. That guy is is the human octopus. He is. Yeah. I mean, remember that video I showed you last week? Yeah. Of the uh, Numa video live in Boston right. from the the Tool tour of uh, Fair Knockham that was a, the yeah the cam the right. Vic Firth drum cam oh yeah yeah and uh, it just, it shows you the the brilliance yeah and what in the just the oh my god I sit here and I think about it, I'm just like baffled how amazing he was he's on another yeah. planet yeah the shit he does in that video right you know it's a uh, it's a drumming like. Uh What's the word I'm looking for? Like a tutorial? <laughs> tu- a tutorial, yeah. No, another word. I can't think of it. But yeah, it, it's yeah. a. It's, it's why well, I think that's the best. For yeah, lack of a better term, yeah, right? Just say that, Manny. Right. Before you're not spitting over you and spluing over yourself over there, <laughs> thinking about trying to find the proper term. I'm trying to find the word, but I can't I think of it. <laughs> I guess tutorial will do. Yeah, tutorial yeah. will do. Yeah, it's a little drum lesson. Right, yeah, it's like a drum class. Yeah, yeah. it's a yeah. It's a little like quick quickie yeah drum lesson right it's about it's amazing and it really just shows it just if you ever if whoever listens and has was listening if you have a chance go on youtube type in danny carey numa live and it'll come right up it'll be the vic firth drum cam and it just shows you just the brilliance of danny carey in action there's a lot of like reaction videos to it and that's yeah some of them yeah. are really good They're like good. that yeah. uh last in lost in vegas yes. one. yeah those two guys out in vegas guys, uh yeah. aunt george and right the other guy i forget i'm sorry i forget i'm sorry but the ball guy the ball black guy i forget his name but right. they're so brilliant they were funny really good Hilarious. guy they seem like really yeah. cool down yeah, earth guys do. yeah and they um they did a great reaction video on that. Yeah. So if you get a chance, watch that one too. Reaction videos are fun. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So, um, yeah, I mean, Danny Carey, and then you get Adam Jones. So Danny Carey never played in Pussifer or Perfect Circle. 
No, I think no. Danny Carey did do a couple guest appearances for Pussifer. Okay. When they did some just LA-based uh, shows. Yeah, that makes sense. Then when he they went outside of LA in the California era, he wasn't. Okay. But uh, transitioning over to Adam Jones, man, I mean, he is he's not the let's let's be honest, he's not the best guitar player in the world, but he's a hell of a guitar player. But he is, I'd say he's the best eerie sounding guitar player out there. Yeah. He makes that guitar sound like a horror movie the whole time. Yeah. It's just like that. Right. It's just like, it's so eerie. It's so like. Atmospheric. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. Right. It just, it just really, let's be honest, that without Adam Jones, Tool wouldn't have their definite sound. They, they are, we, no one loved from them. Like yeah. if you. There's no Adam Jones. There's no Tool. No, because I think that's usually the case with guitar. Like as important as drums are, and they are. I think the guitar is the is the main focal point of a of a of a band sound. Yeah, because the guitar, for the most part, is the lead. Right. Which the drummer usually falls off of. True. Kind of like plays off of. Yeah, kind of yeah. like in Metallica. Yeah. Where the whole time. Lars is just listening to what James is doing, just follows James. Playing off James. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what they do in Metallica. Right. And that's been documented. Right. So with Tool, either in just having Danny as brilliant and talented as he is, and then as talented as Adam Jones is, and then don't forget, you got arguably top five bass players out there today, and Brian Chancellor just slamming on that and bass and just making that another he makes that bass very eerie sounding too yeah and you let's just let's let's just be real and i'll be let's just get out there you couldn't put any other member in that band now and it would it would it wouldn't feel right to me no okay say like brian chancellor quit or right. he passed away god forbid god willing doesn't that doesn't happen to him yeah but let's just say or even adam george Dane, there could be to me there couldn't be any more tool you couldn't tool couldn't survive without those members that are currently in there now. Maybe the bass, no? No. If let's take out Paul D and Morbeck. Okay, yeah. <laughs> right? They, they might have to. They might yeah. have to. Right. That was the case. Right. But let's just let's okay. If they lost Adam, Danny, or Maynard, Tool's done. Yeah, that's in right. my opinion. Right. Tool could never go on. Do you think they would? No. No. Just like how Rush can't go on. Yeah, that's how I was, no, was gonna bring that up. Yeah. So yeah. same exact scenario. Yeah. The tool could not go on. Well, and like when Zeppelin lost Bonham, that wasn't going to happen. Was, that's happened with a lot of bands, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, actually, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, really a lot of bands, yeah, sure. Well, I guess the Who went on without Keith Moon, but yeah. So I guess most bands do. Well, you know, who wants to stop that money train? Yeah. Know? Who? I mean, you wouldn't want to, but no. if you have to, you right. get, you get, sometimes you got to do the, sometimes the hardest decisions are the right decisions. That's a good point. And I feel like that sometimes these, with the, these people, these band members have to make and like just us normal human beings us mere mortals us yeah yeah we have to do the same thing yeah that's true and i've sure i've been through that the last few years of life where some of the hardest decisions i had to make were the right decisions and looking back at it now it's like they were hurt they hurt me to do it but yeah. i had to do it right and goes for you goes for everyone else who listens i think we all had to, we've all been there we've all done that we've all had to do that shit yeah so in these uh Artists and celebrities and musicians and athletes are human beings just like us. Yeah. On obviously a higher scale, different platform, but they still have to do the same thing yeah. to make their to get to where they want to in life and right. whatnot. So to achieve what they want. And, yeah. You know, and be happy, successful, and sacrifice some things. And totally. Yeah. That's just how life is. Yeah. 
And if you can't get that easy grasp, I'm sorry, you can't grasp that easy concept. Right. Then, you know. That's amazing tools stayed together this long, though, because you, you always hear about bands. Uh, you know, it's just a constant uh, ego clash, and somebody has to back down at some point well, let's to just, somebody, like mean, defer let, to I mean, someone. Let, I don't. I've. I don't know the internal workings of the band. No. I've never been in the fly on the wall in that in their. You'd like jamming to room as much as I'd love to. Yeah. And I would pay anything to do to be yeah. there yeah. as a little fly on the wall. Right. Jeff Goldblum, the fly. <laughs> I would love to just. I just don't think Tool has ever. You know, been that candid about it, but I feel like just from going from 2006 2019 without a new album it goes to show you that there was some maybe some turmoil in the oh, band yeah which band okay which band doesn't have turmoil oh god every band has turmoil and tension it would be weird if they didn't yeah yeah which shows that the creative and the, yeah you know if, exactly yeah. so i feel like there's obviously been a lot of turmoil in the last say eight years nine years until granted a lot of it wasn't it was out of their control because they had a lot of a big legal battle Oh, they did? Which caused a hiccup and delay in making the new album of Fair Inoculum. What was the legal battle? It was had to do with the artwork and oh. stuff. Like originally, the, the one of the main artists is, is uh, uh, Mr. Gray out from New York City. He's um, a really well-known artist. Like art, he's a like a painter, yeah. an artist. And he does like the artwork. He did the artwork for Lateralis, the cover work, uh, 10,000 Days. Uh, Alex Gray's his name. I'm sorry. I, couldn't, yeah. I was... Brought a blank because I knew his last name was Gray, but his first name is Alex Gray, and he has a uh, couple studios or a main studio in New York City in Manhattan somewhere, mm. and uh, he does a lot of the um, artwork for Tool. Did and I guess it was not technically solely him, but his partner or something like that. So I don't know the whole story, but I know there was a huge legal battle between Tool and that outfit to get some money. They the guy said, well, he, they promised me this pot of, portion of money, and they didn't pay me that money, and they didn't, they gave me game they only gave me this amount of money this x amount but i was i was supposed to get this x amount you know yada 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 mm. stuff that i don't know fully know and i don't really care because no. it's not my no. you know my business right. but it's interesting to look into it and read about it yeah. but still that was a main reason why the band members have been candid about saying that's why the new album took so long to oh, get out okay. there that was one of the main reasons it's always money yeah money comes down money. to it boils yeah. down to money's yeah. the root of all evil so they say well yeah Money and ego. Yeah, ego's yeah. a lot to do with it. Yeah, that's a big Money, one. you know, fame, right. power struggle. Yeah. You know. People think they deserve more than they really deserve. Oh, yeah. I just thought of the word I was trying. Clinic. Every Danny Carey video is like a drum clinic. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's like about 10 minutes later. Yeah, that's okay. We'll take it. As long as I get it. Ah. Anyway. You know what? I appreciate that why we were talking the last 10 minutes. You were thinking about that in your head. I was. How I could get I was listening to. He was listening to what I was saying, was. but at the same time, he's like, what the fuck was that word? I can't remember. I knew it would come to me, and it did. C, clinic. Oh, yeah, clinic. <laughs> yeah, That's ABC. it. Yeah. A, B, C, clinic. <laughs> like, holy shit, I finally thought of it. Got it. Eureka! <laughs> Jesus Christ, Maddie. I'm glad you welcome to the potty, pal. <laughs> welcome to the potty, pal. Uh, where's that from? You know it. Die Hard. Yes, right. Which one, though? First one? Yeah, was it Die Hard I one or know, two? I'm trying to think. Yeah. Die Hard one. I think it was Die Hard one. It was. Yes. Yeah. Yes. When he threw. Yes, because he threw the guy out the window to get yeah. the cops' attention. Right. And he goes, "Welcome to the party, pal." <laughs> That's what that was. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I'm glad we got that out of our system. Yeah. But yeah, man, this is just the first podcast we're really delving into. Tool. There's we're gonna yeah. go through each album. Are we gonna? Yeah. Oh yeah. I think we in, should in the future. I think. I we mean, should. we're not gonna do it. You know, every right. podcast. No, like, no. We'll change it up and do other things, but eventually we're gonna get to every Tool album. Yeah. And once we get to Fair Inoculum, that'll be the latest one, the most current one they put out. Yeah. And we'll um, delve into that as well. We'll delve into all of them and give you tidbits and information on each track. And but this one was such a small one to really talk about, and because it was the first EP, and this is what really you know got them going. Like they got the ball rolling. And um, Tool to me is, you know, it's funny because I I don't. It's been a long time since we did our first first podcast, but I feel like mm. I did mention. That I originally was the biggest Metallica fan. I got Metallica first. Yeah. And then when I heard Sober and I realized that it was a band called Tool, mm. I was like, all right, game changer. Yeah. Monumental life changer for me. A shift. Yeah. The yeah. shift in power went to Tool, man. Right. Right. Like, and, and I devoted all left. my time and energy to Tool. Wow. It, for one song. Yeah. It's funny because even like as I get older, I was still a huge Metallica fan. And still am a huge Metallica fan. Yeah. But I remember, uh, like it was yesterday, I remember... Years ago, when I saw Tool for the second time, my brother tagged along, who was like a, couple, a year and a half younger than me, and he was like, I told him, I said, this is like, Tool's my favorite band. They've been my favorite band now for like the last couple of years. Like, they just took over number one, and they'll always be number one, number one band. He goes, really? Over Metallica? I said, yeah, Jeff. I said, over Metallica. I said, as much as I loved Metallica growing up, and they were the first band I actually loved and really got into, I said, Tool, to me, is... All, they, they're everything. Like yeah. they are so musically inclined, and they're such musical geniuses. They have everything. They're just so such a tight knit, unified team slash group. You know, whereas you got Metallica, you got James Hetfield, who's a great frontman, one of the best frontmans of all time, and a hell of a great rhythm guitar player. Could be the best rhythm guitar player ever. Yeah, metal wise, metal wise, he, he no could question. be. Oh, he, yeah. Actually, you know what? Fuck it, he is. Yeah, let's just yeah. And then you got Lars Ulrich, who's really not that good of a drummer. People, no, he's not. No. Whereas in Tool, everyone's fucking amazing in their craft. Right. So. Right. I mean, masters. Yeah, the masters in their craft. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that's what makes separates. What to me, that's what separates Tool from everyone else. Metallic is just so big now. Yeah. It kind of. It's I like where Tool is big, but it still retains like that, like that I feel like that myth, that mystery, intimacy and mystery. Yes, yeah, the intimacy yeah. and mystery is right. very important. Right, and the nostalgia factor to yeah. a point where, like you said, Tool is so still, even though, like you said, they're big, but they're still under the radar. Yeah, they're still right. They're still underrated. Yes, right, exactly. Right, but, yes. Whereas Metallica definitely. is has such, excuse me, Metallica has such commercial ex- success. The stadium tours, uh, traveling all over the world, been to uh, fucking 85, 90 countries throughout the, the world. Right. Whereas Tool's probably been to only 50-something countries. But it's like, and Metallica's made the most money, squillions of dollars, as, right. as Jason Newsted once put it, and the monster, you know, oh, some kind did? of monster, uh, yeah. monster uh, documentary. Yeah. Yes, Metallica is the highest grossing metal band, rock band of all time. Right. Yes, it's documented. It's the proofs in the pudding. But Tool is still underrated to a yeah. to a point, right? To a point, right? Not hundred percent, just enough, just enough, right? right. Like you said, to yeah. keep that mystery alive, the intimacy alive, right. just the 
just like, okay, what's going to happen next? Like, yeah. it's very intriguing. Right. Metallica really doesn't intrigue me anymore. No. Whereas Tool intrigues the shit out of me constantly. That's Every time I see Tool news coming up, come up on the ticker, it's like, yeah. I, I got to read it right away. Right. Whereas Metallica is, oh, maybe I'll read it next week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. You get it? It's I do get it. You get it! <laughs> You got it! <laughs> it's the it's like when I know. Well, that look at that waveform. Yeah. It's just a, spit it out. It's just you? a block. No, when something becomes a household name, it loses its its mystery. You know, I mean, it's not. It's no fault of Metallica, but no. when your grandmother knows about Metallica, it's yeah. like it's like all right. You know, I feel like even like these hood rats, hoodlums, you know what Metallica oh, is. Who, yeah, and then you tell them, about, "Hey, you ever heard of a band called Tool?" Um, you mean like, like a like a craftsman or <laughs> yeah. or a yeah. Milwaukee Tool or a Del- yeah. you know or yeah. something like that? Yeah. No, uh, the band Tool, like one, the yeah. best band in the world. I don't know what the hell you talk. Like they wouldn't know. No, I know. You know, I know. So it still feels like it's yours. Like Metallica is just like everyone's. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Like everyone knows yeah. about it. Right. Everyone heard about it. Even right. if you don't, maybe you might only know one song. Maybe Enter Sandman. You still know. Mm. Who Metallica is. Right. Where I think if you... So let's... let's okay, let's yeah. just... Example. Okay. If you took 100 people and you say... Raise your hands. How many people know Metallica? I would say 100 people knew Metallica. It would, would be across the board. Yeah. would be across the board. Right. You take that same 100 people. How many people have heard of the band Tool? I would say maybe 60 people. You think so? Yeah. yeah maybe 70. Right. Yeah. There still so. be a good, say, 25 to 35 that wouldn't know who Tool right, is. Or, right. heard of them. or maybe they've heard of them, but they're not familiar. Like, everyone's familiar with Metallic. It's like a it's like a brand It's a household name. name. It's a household brand name. So to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing. But no, just, no. Because right. don't get me wrong. They're my second right. favorite band. Right. I love Metallica. Right. I mean, Master of Puppets is... Arguably the best metal album of all time. Injustice for All. But anyway. No, no. Okay. Well, that's, that's a debate for another day. That's what we we're going to go at. We could, we could do that. Yeah, we yeah. could do that. Yeah. I, I think that could, we could be the next, that could be the next podcast. Okay. Okay. Um, just to have a little uh, good uh, you know, controversy. Ma- head-to-head grudge match. But um, I don't know. I I need to be a little more controversial. I think I, I, I went on that rant about Takashi 69 a while back. Oh, that's right. I went on that rant about. What was the other one I went on the rant about? I forget. Oh, um, oh, the Grammys, oh, the Cor- the Grammys. Grammys and uh, Courtney Love. <laughs> You've ranted on every podcast. Yeah, I feel like the last one I didn't, I don't think, as much. And like this one, I, we just did a little tidbit on DMX, rest in peace again. Yeah. Um, but just to do some like household cleaning up chores here, I want to mention, um, again, you know, we're, I'm working on it. it. Hasn't It's not fully out there yet, but I'm working on, like I mentioned last podcast, uh, getting a Facebook page an Instagram page for this podcast and our podcast name as of now is Scrap Metal Still, which is, you know, it's starting to gain some momentum, I feel like. I think it's, yeah, a little bit. You know, yeah. um, we have a cool, extremely cool logo coming for you. Yes. It's in the works. It's in the progress. It is in the works, right. Um, So that'll be coming soon. Yeah. Um, People, just relax. We're getting there. This is our fifth podcast. We're still, you know, getting our feet, but we're still being being nice here. We haven't gained traction yet, you know? We're still learning how to skate with Bam- on Bambi's ice here. You know? What the fuck, people? We're working out the kinks. Yeah, getting all the kinks and the, the bugs and the kinks. The, seriously. Yeah. Like, we're we're learning here as we go. We're yeah. working on it. We're going to get there. Be patient. Give us some time. Again, like I said before, and I'll keep saying it again every podcast because it's how we're going to do it. If you have any critiques, any ideas or suggestions or just want to... 
comment and say we suck or we're stupid or we're loud or obnoxious, we're funny, we're sexy. I don't care. We welcome it all, right, Maddie? We just don't want to be ignored. Yeah, we want to be heard. I want to be adored. Yeah, you do. I know one person who adores you, but I'm not mentioning her name. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, but seriously, though, like, we welcome all sorts and types of criticisms. We're not, we have thick skin, right? Let's just be honest. Oh, yeah. We don't give a fuck what you say about us. No, I don't. We're, we're, we're doing this because we love it. It's our passion, and this is what we just enjoy doing for Let fun. Let it fly. Let it fly, baby. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to clear that out. I just wanted to throw that out there real quick before we uh, get to the, you know, the final uh, closings of this podcast. Before we wrap. Before we wrap it up. Yeah. Before we, uh, you know, exit stage right. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah. But um, with that said, I feel like um, just to, you know, wrap it up, Tool is very instrumental and very it's an inspiration on me you know really it's got it's what kept me so enthralled in music mm. for all these years and i know everyone has their certain group or band or artist that they can relate to that gets them through the tough times that gets them through the hardships of life trust me people i get it if you're listening i get it i tools got me through some really dark heavy times and some scary times and when I feel a little bit lost and fading mm. I just put some tool on it doesn't necessarily f- fix the problems no. obviously it doesn't fix problems because like, they're still going to be there but in that moment in time where that hour I'm listening to Lateralis or I'm listening to Enema yeah. I don't think about anything else yeah. I'm just drawn into the music much like a drug where you yeah. just forget about everything yes. much like an opiate yes right and I'm fading away into the music, and that right. is all I need for that hour to get me some sort of ground again. Yeah, you know. So, what more can you ask from music? Yeah, you know? that's what music does for a lot of people. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. And so, I am gaining a, a more of an appreciation for Tool as I learn about. You know, I, I was always been on the periphery of Tool, but now I that f- I'm digging into the catalog, I feel like watching that video last week at Danny Carey's home oh, cam really yeah. made you realize, holy shit, this yeah. guy is a monster to actually see him in action yeah. and see yeah on his clinic his drum clinic <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> tutorial tutorial <laughs> a tutorial clinic yeah. it's a clinic yeah that's the word he, that's the word it took him about 10 minutes to figure out people <laughs> i knew i'd get it jesus h christ i got it all right all right all right people <laughs> well with that said yep i want to thank you for listening to our fifth episode the tool opiate episode um, Maddie, thank you very much for being a, such a gracious co-host with oh, me. Well, thank I you. love and appreciate you, my brother. Oh, that's sweet. Right back at you there. Thank pal. you. And uh, for all our listeners, we love you. We thank you. Take care and be safe and talk to you soon. Peace out. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>